And welcome to another episode of the 10 Minute Cinema Podcast. What? You're getting all up in my grill. Well, there. I wanted to get closer to the mic. I forgot I wasn't close enough. How you doing? Wow, you don't need to be that close. You're not. People always complain about your voice. Never have I heard a complaint about my majestic voice. It's too bad. I've been told I have a radio voice. Yeah. Because it booms across the United States. I'm going to boom across your United States. Boom. Anyway, Marvel, how the hell are you doing? Um, not that good. I just got hit in the shoulder. You're fine. Quit being a pansy. Yeah, I said it. How's your challenge going? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty good. Last time we talked, you were five days behind, so yeah. did you catch up? I did, but now I'm behind again. Oh, no. Well, how far behind are you this time? Uh, I guess two, technically. Two, okay. Well, give us a rundown of a couple of those movies that you have watched. Okay. You knew I was going to do this. No, I didn't, actually. <laughs> you forgot that I've been doing this every podcast since you started the challenge? Yeah, it's been a while since we've recorded. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I got on to a pretty big documentary kick. You did? Yeah. I saw that on Twitter. Okay. Well, then you don't even talk about it. Well, you're telling our viewers, our listeners. They also follow me on Twitter. No, Because we don't. give that out every single week. They don't follow you. We, we have talk zero fans from the podcast. They all follow me. Oh. They, they told you that? Yeah, they all tell me that. Oh. They tweet me that. Okay. Well, if they don't care, then why am I doing this? Well, because you're a good sidekick. You know, like, if I were to get more psych, I'd get a sidecar for you. Really? Yeah. Just for me? Just, well, yeah. You'd let other people ride in it, though. Probably not. I think you would. Like who? Christina. No, she'd be riding next to me on a motorcycle. No. Yeah. She would. Anyway, let's get back to the documentaries. What What did you watch? I watched Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Ooh. What's that? That's, Sounds delicious. It, it did look very, very tasty. Um, there's yeah. a guy over in Japan, and he's like 84 years old, and he's had his own sushi restaurant since he was 19. Whoa! And he's just like pretty much considered the world's expert on sushi. I would like to meet that guy. He seemed pretty cool. Um, pretty strict. Like he runs a really tight ship there. Well, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, everything is handmade. There's only ten seats in his restaurant. Ten seats? Yeah, he serves everyone personally. He hand makes each sushi, puts it on the plate for the person, then goes down to the next one does all 10 of them, and then goes back to the first guy again and starts doing another round. Wow. Yeah. You get to go there and eat? No. It's way too expensive. How much is it a plate? I didn't do the translation, but they said it was like 30,000 yen, which sounds like a lot. I don't think it is a lot, actually. You don't? I think, uh, like, I, I'm not for sure, but I'm pretty sure yen is like a lot to get a dollar. Oh. So. Okay. Well, you can look that up. And I'll talk about the next movie. After that, I watched was uh, Room 237, which was kind of neat. <clears throat> it was, I think, six or seven different people, and they're all big into, like, conspiracy theories and hidden clues that are uh, put inside Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining. Okay. So just, like, different ways you can interpret the movie. Some seem pretty legit. A couple of them are just like way out there, but it's kind of neat how they just kind of tied it all together. 
Yeah, it really made me want to watch the movie again. So, I'll probably do that soon, even though it won't be a new movie. Right. And then, I watched probably the best film that I've seen all year. <laughs> I gave it a 5 out of 5. It was called Man on Wire. Okay, that's still pretty expensive. I found out that was 200 $64 for a plate of sushi at their restaurant. Well, it's for the whole meal. I mean, you get try it once, that's probably not that bad. You get 20 pieces of sushi. That's pretty good. I mean, not for $264 normally, but once in a lifetime experience, probably worth it. From the guy that's the best sushi maker in the world. Yeah, I'd probably pay it yeah. once. Um, Sorry know, I interrupted you. Yeah, Man on Wire. It was very excellent. Uh, really enjoyed it. Great okay. pacing. Uh, it was a little bit like half of a biography movie and half of a heist movie. Yeah. Because they had to show how everybody like snuck all the equipment and everything up into the World Trade Center so they could walk between the two towns. Right. Um, but yeah, it was really good. And so the, the one that you recommended to me actually watched. Oh yeah, Dear Zachary. Yeah. That is a brutal film. It is. It, it's really hard. Uh. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone who is super emotional because you're going to cry pretty much the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, even when it seems like it's hopeful, it then crushes the living soul inside of you. Yeah. And laughs at you while it does so. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It is by far one of the saddest things I've ever watched. But I don't cry. I bet you do. I, mean, I, I think it would. I Especially parents. I don't know how a parent could watch it. I, there's no way. Yeah. So, I I think she just challenged herself. Okay. So, I think in the future she might be watching that, and we'll, I'll be watching for tears. Okay. And then the last movie I watched was John Wick. John Wick? Oh, yeah. man, I can't wait to see the sequel. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. That's something we should have done today. It looks awful. Yeah. Uh, the first one was excellent. You, you liked it a lot? Yeah, that was definitely a change of pace because I've always liked Really? But he doesn't have a lot of great movies. In fact, he has The Matrix, and to some extent he has Bill and Ted, the first one. Yeah. And he has Speed. And after that, like, there's not really anything that you can say about Keanu Reeves or, like, Man, I have to watch that. But John Wick's another one, and it's excellent. I recommend the same one. All right, well, uh, are you ready to go on with the actual movie that we've been watching? No, I want to know what you watched. Oh, I watched. Did we talk about Suicide Squad on this podcast? Because it's been so long. I watched Suicide Squad with my man Barbel here, and that was okay. I felt like it was better than Batman vs Superman, but overall, I still wasn't digging it. Uh, Barbel, I think, was opposite. I think he liked Batman vs. Superman better. I did. And that's pretty much all I've watched. But, however, speaking of Batman vs. Like Superman... like three weeks ago. I know. Isn't that sad? I've been watching a lot of Supernatural. Huh. Besides that, though, uh, we actually went to Family Video today. And we were looking at some Blu-rays they had on sale, and I found the Rated R Ultimate Edition of Batman vs. Superman. And so that might be something we watched tonight. So I'll give an update on that soon. If we don't watch the time, I'm sure we will before uh, or during our next movie, 
which is, drumroll, that is literally, in history, the worst drumroll in the history of the world. It's still going, hang on. Predator, four votes. House of Wax, three votes. And Alien, one vote. Of course, My Bloody Valentine 3D, zero votes. So, Predator is our next movie that will be starting hopefully next Monday. Because this is our second to last episode of It's a Wonderful Life. And if that's not a segue to get to It's a Wonderful Life, I don't know what is. That wasn't, so good job. I ruined it. It was so good. Alright, so uh, the last we saw, Mr. Gower walked into the bar and everyone's laughing at him, straight him in the face of water. He's considered a joke. And George is like, hey, Mr. Gower, remember me? I, I, you know, I helped you not go to prison. He's like, no, no, I went to prison. He didn't say that at all. Okay. Well, what happened then, Varble? What do you mean, what happened? We just watched it. <laughs> I know. I'm just teasing. Nick is the one that tells that he was in prison. For 20 years. Because so George wasn't notes. born. Okay. I did. I was just having fun. And you were taking a player and Anyway. So, Mr. Gowers, another soul touched by George that otherwise would have been a miserable life. Instead of a wonderful life. I did there. Nope. And so, George gets kicked out for knowing him because the only way he could possibly know him is if he spent time in prison with him, is what Nick said. So, he kicks out George and Clarence as well. That's logical. It is, because it's the 50s, what, or 40s, whatever. And, uh, then I, I start to think here, because I can't remember an order of what happens. I actually start to believe this is when George started realize he actually is talking to Angel. But then it came to realize he thinks he's under some kind of spell yeah. or hypnotism. So, I've got that several times in my notes here. He's really slow to catch on to this. I mean, it's obvious by the time when Mr. Gower walks in a bar. This is different. It's like, almost painfully obvious. Like, come on. I mean, his car being gone, okay, he could have got towed. The guy not remembering the tree, he could have been drunk. But at this point, Nick doesn't know him. No one at the bar knows him. And Mr. Gower is a laughing stock. Obviously, something's going on. There. Yeah. So, George, I think what's happening is he's going crazy because he's been married to Mary so long that maybe it is contagious. her saliva into his mouth and is changing the chemistry of his brain. I mean, they named their fucking kid Zuzu. So they're, they're <laughs> Who names their kid Zuzu? It's never happened again. Yeah. Uh, I, I found out something, actually. Uh... Zuzu, the actress that plays Zuzu, was actually in Neversville for a screening of It's a Wonderful Life at the Wildy Theater uh, last year. Really? Yeah. Why didn't you go? Well, because we weren't doing the podcast then. That doesn't mean you can't go to movies. <laughs> that's you saw true. plenty of movies before we started doing this podcast. That's true, that's true. But our first uh, thoughts of this podcast was during a Nightmare on Street at the Wildy. So... We talked about it there. We did. That's where we came up with the name and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Something happened there with this podcast. Yeah, let's not go in there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Quit it. We're on air. Anyway. So. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Uh, so he has no ID now. He's finding out that he has no ID. 
no insurance policy, no papers of any kind, no pictures, no petals from Zuzu's flower. Everything's gone. George is starting to realize that he's probably just crazy, right? Yeah. Like, he doesn't believe the angel thing, so he has to be crazy. He's right on Main Street, and Main Street now looks like Las Vegas, because it's Potterville instead of Bedford Falls. He goes to uh, where the Billion Loan is, and it's not the Billion Loan, it's a dance club. And Violet's getting arrested for something, probably prostitution, because that's what we're going with. Marvel. Yeah, we're going with Marvel got excited when I said prostitution. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Ernie doesn't know George at all, the cab driver, and signals the cop to follow him, banging on his car when he drove by. I mean, and he, his wife isn't with him anymore because she left him three years ago with the kid. Yeah. All because George wasn't born. And I don't know why that matters, but... Well, I'm assuming because George built affordable houses, so he wasn't living in a shack in Potterville, where he was paying double the rate. I'm assuming it had to do with money. He couldn't support the kid and the wife, so she took him and Women. Right? <laughs> and so, then uh, George is like, well, let's take me home. And he says the address, and Ernie's kind of like, that place? Like, ugh. So he takes him, and it's an uh, abandoned house now. It's not his home. It's like he was when he found it. Right. And it's like, but there's cobwebs everywhere, broken boarded windows. I mean, it's a dumpster, basically. And uh, Clance shows up and he's like, what? you haven't been born. You know, it's all different now. And I think George is finally starting to believe him here. But for some reason, he still doesn't. Like, it's like part of him starting to accept it, but the other part's like, no. Yeah. And also, and I forgot to mention, Clarence actually bit the cop here on the on the hand. Yeah. Which so is very unangel-like. I mean, wh why would an angel buy a person? I don't know. Okay. I thought you had the answer for everything. Nope, clearly not. Uh, you had something to say here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I was just going to mention, like, this episode, I think, kind of sums up my entire feeling of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because it just keeps going in circles, like, we get it, we understand, but, like, the characters don't get it, they don't understand. It just, I don't know. Maybe just something off, you know? Maybe in the 40s, they just need a little bit more time to explain it to people. I guess, but... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer. I love this film. I think part of it's the fact that you're watching it 10 minutes at a time. That's part of it. And part of it is that I'm 34 years old, I think, too. Yeah, I mean, I found this film when I was, like, 14, so... There's a bit of an age difference there. Yeah. But it's still Andy Eyehausen's, like, favorite film, so... Yeah, but he also watched it when he was a kid, so... True, but I'm just saying, it's still one of his favorite films of all time. It's a top-five movie for him. If not the number one film. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just trying to say this is why it doesn't make much sense to me. Right. So he still needs more evidence, I guess. So he goes to his parents' house, and it's mom, 
Bailey's boarding house. And she has no idea who George is. He says, oh, I know Billy, your brother. I saw him today. She's like, you're wrong. He's in a sand asylum. You're a liar. Because he got, went to the sand asylum when he lost his building alone. And then, for some reason, he still needs more proof. And he goes to Bailey Park because it's still going to be there. Guess what? It's not. Yeah. It's a cemetery, which... This was kind of logic to me, is why would... It, it had Harry's tombstone. So his brother was buried there when the year said. So why would this cemetery not be there if his brother didn't die? Because it's Bailey Park in the real world, but in this alternate universe... Well, so there's an explanation for that. Okay. There's a reason why he was able to make the houses so affordable. They were built on the old burial ground. So they were all haunted. Every house. Oh, wait. Is this how Poltergeist was made? Is Poltergeist a spinoff of It's a Wonderful Life? I don't know. Maybe. Were, was it Indian burial grounds, too? Maybe. We might have just found the first real spinoff of Hollywood. And It's a Wonderful Life to Poltergeist. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah, I'll let you dig into it further. Okay, I'll do some investigation. Get back to you. All right, we'll check back next episode. Probably not. <laughs> Especially not next episode. Um, anyway, so now George has to see Mary. He has to see where Mary is because obviously this hasn't affected her. She's going to remember him, right? Yeah, obviously. Because they're, they're soulmates. So the power, obviously. The power of love will prevail. <laughs> you just seem so disappointed with the movie at this point. Like... <laughs> Really? Why? So, he goes, or Clarence says, she's at the library getting off work. So he's like, okay, I don't think she had a job before. Most crazy people don't. <laughs> I meant in the real universe, not the alternate universe. Did she have a job? Did they ever say? I think she was the stay-at-home mom. She seemed like it. Anyway, so she's at the library, she's getting off work. And that's where we end. But we see a big close-up of George's face, shocked as he sees Mary walk out of his library. And that's the end of this week's episode of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. So uh, thank you all to uh, listeners who voted for our next movie, Predator. Congratulations again for winning if your movie was picked. Um, I don't know what that sound is. It sounds like a demon over there. That's weird. Um, you're on Twitter at BigGuyACB. Yep. Hopefully you'll get some fans soon because okay. you have none right now. Yep. I'm at USAKid6977. And together we're at Tim and Sin. Not together. That's together. all you. I can give you a password. You're you welcome. say that every week and then you never do. I'm, well, when you actually... Have we even tweeted from that account ever? <laughs> no, we haven't. Neat. <laughs> I replied to a tweet on that account. Okay, good. Yeah. We must, we must be so popular. We are. Well, you know, when we get fans to follow it, then we'll start tweeting, right? Oh, that's how that works? Yeah. You gotta have a fan base first. We're building. 
So it's a momentum train. So a random person's just gonna follow it in the hopes that we will start tweeting. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just we're we're shoveling coal into the heater right now to get the train moving. If you say so. I don't think you know how social media works. I don't think you know how social media works. This is a brilliant plan. All right, so if you don't have anything to add, uh, we will see you next time. Do you have anything yet? We won't see them. We will catch you next time. I don't think we're going to catch them. We will. Next time. That's better. That's a wrap.